welcome to this week's One Station Under a Groove edition of Spin Cycle, mm. playing it straight. We are, as ever, broadcasting from the unceded lands of the Wandry people of the Kulin Nation. Always was, always will be. I'm Jess, and in the studio with the age journo Naj Masambul. Naj! I'm She's back! back. <laughs> and Crikey reporter Charlie Lewis. Charlie, another another week in a job. That's great. Things going well at Crikey. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, not really sure how to respond to that one. Um, silence. There's a lot of Tony Abbott style silence. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, response that a, you deserve. A, a, a piercing nod. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how long did that go for? For one minute straight, was it? It, it felt like about six years. Yeah. It feels like you're still doing it now, Iconic. but I think it was only about 15 seconds. <laughs> the fact that my migrant ass is still talking about it. <laughs> I mean, I think that is actually one of those great moments in journalism is just Mark Riley saying, Tony, you're not saying it. <laughs> it's like, it's both, it's both the strangest and best thing you could possibly say in response to that happening. <laughs> well, we should have reenacted that. I should have been like, Charlie, you're not saying anything. <laughs> Uh, so it's almost been a year that this show has been broadcasting and frankly I'm shocked that we are still on air. <clears throat> Triple R on FM, digital, online, on demand, podcasts and via the app. And our guest tonight is the voice that wakes a nation, Patricia Carvelis or PK hosts Radio National Breakfast, as well as making regular appearances on our TV screens in ABC News and Current Affairs programs. PK's career in journalism has included a long stint at The Australian as well as current affairs shows on Sky News and ABC, but it was community radio that gave PK her first taste of broadcast media with regular slots at 3CR in her early teenage years, which is amazing. Fill-ins at Triple R, I believe, at just 15 and a stint working at uh, Sydney's 2SER, a true vet- veteran of community radio. Welcome so much to Spin Cycle this evening. Oh, thanks for having me. Oh, it is our absolute pleasure. And I know this is um, your uh, <laughs> sleep cycle is a little different from <laughs> yes, everyone else's. We <laughs> so we appreciate this is probably like your equivalent of midnight right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me partying hard, like <laughs> half seven. And also, look, I can exclusively reveal to you that I am in my pajamas <laughs> for this special cross. But yeah, like I'm. Pretty much tucked up pretty early these days. PK's PJs. It's a new product <laughs> yeah. line. Um, so how did, you, how did you discover community radio so young and what drew you, drew you in? Well, I was a nerd at a time when it was probably less cool to be a nerd. Um, <laughs> but thank God that's changed, actually. Uh, I was kind of always super interested in the news at an unusually early age and I always wanted to be a broadcaster from the earliest time I can actually recall and um, I have older siblings and one of my sisters had was like already kind of at university and and working and had, having a life <laughs> and she had friends that worked in community radio so I'm lucky that I had people who were like you should do this I was like oh that sounds really great how do I do that and so I went along to 3CR signed up as a volunteer when I yeah was 15 and it's amazing uh, that was a bit young, and 3CR is just a really, I still think it's an excellent place, um, as is Triple R, but a really inclusive radio station that was very uh, nurturing to me and 
you know, they put me through the training that I think lots of people do in community radio and really provided me lots of uh, support and mentoring. And I think that those spaces um, should always be nurtured, not just for people to become, to get media careers. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted a media career, but I don't see community radio as just creating, you know, pe- the, the future workers for <laughs> yeah, yeah. media. Um, and 3CR, at its heart, was sort of a left-leading, passionate activist radio station. And that probably aligned with what I, who I was at that time. I was, like, young and really passionate about things. I was uh, becoming a young feminist. I was queer. These things really mattered to me. So it was mm-hmm. a really good radio station that um, nurtured my interests in, you know, changing the world and kind of, if I can say it a bit, um, Pollyanna still, but, you know, making it a better place, which is what broadcasting was back then for me. Yeah. Hi, PK. It's Najma here. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I have a little story that when I was, I was recently in Tasmania in Launceston and I go for these morning walks now because I'm healthy and better than everyone else, <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, I and um, I was walking up this hill and I was listening to RN Breakfast. And I remember just getting through that hill just because of how you were completely just like so quick with your questions and you just didn't let, I forget who it was, it was definitely a politician, but you just didn't let the question go unanswered. And I was like, yes, yes. And it was like listening to hardcore techno or something. (laughs) What I want to know is what, (laughs) what skills in radio and I guess like what have you learnt in terms of how you kind of craft questions and how has, you know, constantly being on radio or better yet, how has community radio helped you shape um, your interview style? That's a great question. Uh, practice, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of practice. Like I think you probably have figured out by now that I'm no longer 15. Um, <laughs> so if you just do some very, even if you did some really nice maths that tried to reflect well on me, Mm. you'd know that I've been doing this stuff for a really long time. And I think the longer you do anything, um, the better you are at it, unless you're complacent. And I'm not really a complacent person. Um, I think community radio helped me find my voice. Mm. And I think if you back yourself and you find your own voice and have a strong sense of who you are, then you're a better broadcaster always or a better, you know, anything, like better um, person. <laughs> and so, mm. like, I, don't, I didn't, I, yes, of course, I went, I studied journalism. I've been to lots of trading and the different media organisations I've since worked for. And I have learnt lots of things from people, absolutely. But I've never tried to approach my interviewing by studying anyone else's style. Not that, not mm. that other people's styles aren't fantastic, but I learnt pretty early on that I needed to do it my way. And sometimes my way, by the way, I'm glad you liked the um, techno style, but it doesn't always appeal to everyone. Yeah. Um, And some people are like, whoa, that's really full-on and aggressive. I get a lot of negativity, actually. Yeah. Um, And while I believe in listening to people's uh, feedback, because people have a right to have an opinion of every interview, like the, the public broadcaster, equally, I think that, you have to be yourself mm. and you have to be authentic and you can't be pretending to be uh, someone else. And so 
the interviewee here and me just really being curious. And if I don't think someone's answering the question, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. I just genuinely sometimes go, I just don't know if you actually just told me what I asked you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and politicians are so great at obf- just sounding. Obfuscation. Oh, mm. mate, I was convinced on this walk. Like, I kid you not, PK. <laughs> I was like, until you came swinging in, and I was like, okay, now this is why I listen to RN Breakfast. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you're finding it okay. I know some people have. Been, I had. I've had a few grumpy text messages this morning. I was interviewing um, the minister for finance, who's also the minister for women, Katie yeah. Gallagher, yeah. and I was going pretty hard on on the issues of you know mm. uh, big tax cuts that disproportionately go to men, and that was mm. all me being very uh, me and. Um, uh, yeah, I had quite a few grumpy men on the line being. Very upset that um uh, that I'm too strident, and I thought, hmm, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, um, I'm sure you've heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. I've really heard that a lot, and that's okay. Like people can have, I really genuinely think people can have whatever view they want. But as soon as you try and change yourself for mm-hmm. every opinion, then you, you're lost. Yeah. So I try not to. I mean, following on from that, PK, um, do you, is is that sense of being able to hone your voice and your own belief in it? I suppose your own your own trust in your own voice and your own approach is that something? Do you think there's anywhere else you can hone that apart from a place like community radio, where you're doing the kind of practical, hands-on work of of journalism, as opposed to say the more abstract approach you would take at university or things like that? No, no, I don't think there's any um, place that you can do it like community radio, which is about actually. Um, giving platforms to people who are often outsiders and um, gaining confidence to feel like you have, you're entitled to have a voice like anyone else. So, uh, you know, being actually told that your voice is worthy, and for me that was a big deal. Like, I mm. was a bit of an outsider. I'm a working-class girl, I, mm. you know, migrant background. I... Um, with queer, I felt very much like an outsider early on in my life, and but in community radio, I didn't. I felt like I had a right to be there, and I was encouraged to find my voice. And actually, given shows was put on breakfast, isn't that funny? My first ever <laughs> show was Wednesday breakfast when I was fifteen, and then I would go to, to school right up right after because it would finish at nine, and the school let me come in fifteen minutes late. Um, <laughs> and I'd ride my bike to get to school. Um, and uh, it was sometimes I'd maybe miss first period. It was like sport or something. Um, <laughs> I've, since, I've since embraced sport, but not so much back then. Um, and, you know, that, that, that's like giving a platform to someone so young, uh, I think is incredible. Mm. And... Where else do you hear the diversity of voices you do on community mm. radio? Uh, you don't because they're curated and managed everywhere else. I mm-hmm. think the ABC is still an amazing place. I would say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but still, I mean, you hear professional voices there um, serving a particular purpose and there's different editorial standards, as I think there should be, by the way. Mm. But uh, you get um, 
people saying what they really think on community radio, <laughs> and I think that's a, I think that's a positive thing. I mean, diversity in media in the mainstream media is something that we hear about quite a lot, as well as as well as the kind of and and the genuine diversity that you do get, and independent thought. I think is is um, to your point just then too that you get on community radio. What is what is the sort of um, why is it so vital? Do you think in the media landscape that we have in Australia right now? What why is community radio generally? Yeah, uh, community yeah. radio. Oh, I think community radio um, is like grassroots radio, mm. um, and in a in a media landscape which is very concentrated and still, I think, um, very focused on particular issues and particular people. Uh, I think community radio is the the place where you find. Uh, people being able to have their voices um, heard that, that aren't anywhere else. Like, not only did I work at 3C, I also worked at 3 Z, right? Mm. Which oh, is yeah, of course, cultural Z. radio. Yeah. And so I, I, uh, I, if you think about um, migrant communities and um, communities that are uh, really, really in minorities in this country still, it's actually community radio where they communicate and... Mm. Um, you know, sure. Now there's SBS radio, and there's there are some prof, you know professional funded outfits for it. But actually, people being able to talk to their own communities, whether it's ethnic mm. communities, queer communities, like a diversity of minority groups being able to have a platform and to speak to other people and and know that they can you know. Hear, hear their own voices on air. I don't think you can do that anywhere else. Mm. And I think it's really important for lots of groups. I know it was really important for me yeah. growing up to be able to hear queer voices on radio, which I did on 3CR. There was nowhere else I could do that. Absolutely nowhere else. No, I definitely can relate to what you just said, PK. I remember when my family came out in the late 90s um, with Somali background and there was community radio that was in Somali and it was just the Mm. most mind-blowing thing because you'd have, like, your uncle and your aunt all (laughs) huddled around and it was this a real – felt like a real leveller and it felt like you really belonged and you could flourish in this country Mm. and that there was a future for you because a lot of people at that time, you know, just wanted to get on a plane and go, back home quite frankly yeah. um, I'm glad they didn't um, but they couldn't but of course it is such a you know such an open and such an important part of like Australian society to be able to have access to community radio um, I have a bit of a serious question to ask um, PK brace yourself um, <laughs> do people recognize your voice when you order pizza well I don't think these days that applies but when you're, you know, on the phone yelling down at Telstra or Optus or whatever provider that you have that's overcharged you, have you ever got anybody that's been like, hang on, I know you? Or is that just not a thing with radio personalities? Um, it has happened to me before. <laughs> yes. It has, actually. Um, are you that? Are you that? Woman, I don't mean to be rude, but again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. Um, but it's, it's, the story gets better. It's actually not only happened to me, but my sister sounds identical to me. And, oh, my um, God. Yeah, and it happens to her where people say, are you that woman for the radio? And she's like, uh... No, that's my sister. And then, she, <laughs> then she, of course, like all siblings do, will go on about how 
she's taught me everything I know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, my God. Fact, we live the same life. <laughs> version. Um, but, uh, yeah, that does happen. The other, the other funny thing that has happened to me is that um, if – which I've really had to change. If I'm walking on the street yelling at my children, people, I've had like, people stop me and go, hi, and that's just really embarrassing for me and my children. Oh. And the kids love it now because I never yell at them in the public now. Oh, my God. I'm always, if, if I I'm wish... always super polite. I'm like, that's okay, children. I'm a perfect parent. Just, just apply the same kind of a polite but firm forensic questioning to your children in public yes, as, as you yes. do to Malcolm Turnbull, yeah. and I'm sure it'll be fine. the question. <laughs> My eldest often says it's terrible having a journalist as a mother. It's like you interrogate me. Oh. <laughs> I, um, oh, God, I was in um, the supermarket with my three-year-old the other day and I wouldn't buy him a Freddo frog. He picked up a bottle of wine and smashed it on the floor. And oh, nice. I don't know what I would have done if I was you or someone who was well-known in the public in that situation. It was someone else's child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Pink. I have now got... <laughs> Um, now, and I don't think this is going to happen anytime soon. I think you're going to um, be a fixture in our um, media landscape for a long time, PK, and long may it continue. But if for some bizarre reason you were to walk away from your current career as a National Breakfast Radio treasure and, you know, head back to 3CR or Triple R or, or 3ZZ uh, for some inexplicable reason that we, we cannot go into right now, um, <laughs> what do you think your um, ideal community radio or your new community radio show would be is there something that you have always sort of quietly dreamed of um of doing as a radio program that um that you would unleash on us well one of my i what i've had many shows on community radio my favorite ever show that i had i would want again which was called mixed business <laughs> right <laughs> it was you guys are far too young but when i was growing up um, there were still milk bars. Oh, no. oh I had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I, th- I hate to well, say, right. I think I'm older than you. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on all, from and that. And they were always called mixed, and they, you know, there was mixed business. Yes. And that's my favourite kind of radio show, a bit of everything, mixed mm. business. Ah, um, I love it. And uh, I would, and it would still have a real feminist bent because one of the other radio shows I did on community radio was called Girl Zone. Of course it was. Oh, my and, God, love it, love um, it. And I would do that just to annoy my many detractors who are very, very annoyed <laughs> that I – how dare I mention the uh, pay gap between men and women as often as I do. Very annoying. Very annoying to be reminded of that. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for joining us um, this evening, PK, and in your PJs. Um, I have a I, – I don't know why I've got this vision of you reclining in your bed in some kind of nice um, silken PJs with – an oh, old look, with an old it, landline phone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> sort of my, my the, PJs. The cord. My PJs are not very fancy. Um, I'm not a very fancy person, but that's just that's just how I am. I'm not not. I've never really been very fancy. Maybe I will be next decade. Who knows? <laughs> and I'm very happy that you invited me on. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person with you. But uh, I didn't want to get dressed in clothes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, uh, the seat is always here. You can, you're, you are more than welcome to come into Triple R any time and annoy anyone at uh, any show at any time. I'll just give yeah. you that license right now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. We've been um, talking to Patricia Carvelis of uh, Morning Radio National Breakfast fame. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. You can find us every week on your favourite podcast platform. And you can follow us on Twitter. 
at Naj Sambal, at Lily Juice, and at The Shuffle Diary. You can also listen in at rrr.org.au via On Demand for the radio version of the show. Want to support Spin Cycle? Become a Triple R subscriber. Your subscription helps keep the station running and helps Triple R produce and create great radio and podcast content like this. <laughs>